Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Golden Black Radio as we take a look at this week in Purdue Athletics. Here's your host, Kyle Charter. After another close loss, the Boilermakers have a lot to clean up from their performance before facing FAU on homecoming Saturday. Our thoughts after the loss to Syracuse and an early preview of the Owls on Gold and Black Radio. Kyle Charters here with Tom Deanhart. Uh, that's sort of it, right, Tom? Purdue's got uh, some things to clean up, certainly, uh, if it wants to get back to 500 and then start uh, to push things forward uh, a, a little bit here once we get to the Big Ten. Yeah, I guess a good headline through three games would be so close yet so far, right? I mean, what if? You just have a what if headline too, right? I mean, 31-28 lead against Penn State very late. You have the ball twice, Kyle. You have the ball twice with a chance to milk clock and or score some more points. Doesn't happen. And, of course, Saturday, the uh, penalty palooza, if you will, uh, I guess underscored by, you know, the uh, the, the ill-fated inability to stop. But I think it's a pretty rudimentary quarterback on that, that, that game-winning touchdown drive, which, of course, was was augmented greatly by penalties. So, yeah, just another painful defeat for Purdue. That sort of scratched in his head, and like I said, left wondering what if. But you gotta, you got to move on. You can't, you can't dwell. Florida Atlantic this week, homecoming, you got to win because, Kyle, as we talked about, October is a huge month with three of the four games on the road. The month that's probably going to really define the season for Purdue. Yeah, certainly so. All right, let's start to break some of that down. We'll do that here in just a moment. This is Golden Black Radio. Heading to see the Boilermakers take on the Wisconsin Badgers on October 22nd. Sign up to win four tickets in an overnight stay at Sand Valley, a Midwest resort located just an hour and a half from Madison. Complimentary shuttle to the game is included. Visit sandvalleypursuits.com to enter. Designing and building since 1968, TNW has changed the way people think about construction. TNW's three-stage approach to designing and building is unmatched throughout the construction industry. Learn more about TNW's people, passion, and projects at TWDesignBuild.com. Azip Pizza is teaming up with Aiden O'Connell on the Aiden's Air Raid Pizza all September long. Aiden likes his Azip loaded with barbecue, pulled pork, peppers, and Grippo's potato chips. Azip is owned by former walk-on football player Brad Niemeyer with locations in Lafayette, Evansville, Indianapolis, and more. Check it out at AzipPizza.com. That's A-Z-Z-I-P-P-I-Z-Z-A.com. All right, Tom, talking a little bit of uh, Boilermakers after the loss to Syracuse before the game against FAU on homecoming on Saturday night, primetime in Ross-Aid Stadium. What do you think the biggest things that Purdue needs to really uh, improve upon before it gets uh, back home this week? Almost sort of a nebulous thing. It's hard to really wrap your hands around um, finishing. You've got you yeah. to be able to finish these games, right? How do you finish games? I mean, a lot of different ways you can go with this, uh, being able to protect the lead with, with a ground game or some type of ball control offense, obviously. I think that's one thing, finishing. Um, we talked, we've talked. we all talked about penalties, I don't know for how long. They were a problem against Penn State. I think they had nine in that game. Of course, they reared their head again Saturday. I think they were 13, Kyle, and just some – Real egregious, real selfish penalties, too. Embarrassing, some of them. Um, that really helped undo Purdue. And, and you can analyze all you want about 
the performance of the officials, the calls they missed or whatnot, but still there was plenty of blame to put Purdue's lap and how it performed uh, from a penalty standpoint. So those are those are a couple things I think Purdue needs to to get buttoned up. And Kyle, you can just score more points early in a game. Take the Indiana State game out of the equation, right? Purdue's really struggled, I, I think, to put up and build a lead and, and take advantage of some chances early on in week one and week three. I mean, they only had nine points through three quarters last week, and that puts a lot of pressure on your defense down the stretch to be perfect almost. No, no wiggle room, if you will. So that's something else, I think. Maybe a little more points, offensive firepower early on and, and cashing in on your opportunities when you get a chance early in games. Yeah, let's address the, the penalties here quickly first. I know we could we could uh, talk about this till we're blue in the face. Look, the, the, the game was not called perfectly. I think everybody sort of agrees uh, with that, they called some questionable ones and and missed some others. You know, particularly uh, the offensive hold on the Purdue defensive lineman there late in the game that might have made a difference. But you gotta control what you can control, right? And the unsportsmanlike penalties are controllable penalties. That look, I you know, Carrot Trader's not leading Syracuse seventy-five yards in fifty seconds. It seems highly unlikely he barely could do it 50 yards in 50 seconds and he got some breaks along the way to be able to do that Purdue just needs to control what control and don't get the unsportsmanlike penalties I mean that was just look and maybe they got charged up because they felt like things weren't getting called but you know uh if Daryl Hazel did any one thing right and it was maybe the only thing he did right as as the coach Purdue's players handed the ball to the the official when they left the field after a touchdown uh, and there were very few touchdowns but they did do that and you just got to get off the field control the things you can control yeah the Barry Sanders method right um yeah the penalties wiped out two takeaways for Purdue if, I, if I'm correct if I remember them correctly Kyle that Gary yeah. Schrader uh I guess was ruled a, a fumble or what wasn't ruled a fumble ruled an incomplete pass there was a pass interference call on Purdue after Reese Taylor had intercepted the ball I believe late in the first half and then OC Brothers picked off a pass in the end zone that was waved off after Cam Allen was called for basically tackling Sean Tucker uh, coming out of the backfield so no takeaways for Purdue I mean Kyle you get one takeaway maybe you win that game right we all know about Purdue's yeah. takeaway and I'm not blaming Aiden O'Connell when you throw the ball that much you're going to have some mistakes he was trying to make a play he certainly acquitted himself after that Kyle rally, improved from that 10-point deficit to the lead. What looked like it was going to be a win, and you score with 51 seconds to play against that offense and that quarterback, but obviously didn't happen. So Aiden O'Connell, hats off to him. I thought he played well. Charlie Jones, Kyle, I, I guess I'm out of words to describe how I feel about that guy on the field. Just an incredible playmaker. Syracuse tried some different things, didn't matter. Charlie Jones excelled again. We saw Payne Durham come to life with nine catches, which tied a career high as well. And Kyle, get on the Devin Mockaby train. It's left the station, and, and but there's still room for you to join the bandwagon if you want, because I think this kid's going to be pretty good at running back. Yeah, he looks good. I mean, I think it could still improve upon some of the, the little things. Uh, Purdue did miss some blitz pickups. Out of, I'm not sure if it was just him, but out of the running back position. Um on Saturday that maybe was a little bit of a result of not having King Doru out there. But yeah, he's got some he's got some ability. There's there's no doubt about that. I do agree with your assessment earlier that it felt like there were a couple of moments in the 
second quarter, particularly late in the second quarter and in the third quarter where you felt like Purdue's offense had some opportunities. And if it just would have scored to make that game, you know, 16 to three, heck maybe even 12 to three, uh, that it that it could have really put the pressure on a Syracuse team that really is not equipped to throw the ball uh, down the field. It, you just felt if Schrader was going to keep throwing the ball, that Purdue was going to pick it off eventually. Now, what Chris Jefferson almost did pick it off on that last drive. Um, yeah, right, yeah. And, and Purdue, you know, got a couple others wiped out uh, by you know questionable perhaps uh, penalty flags, but. Um, you felt like there was – I think that's what you're sort of talking about. There were some chances there late in the second and into the third quarter where if Purdue does something offensively, um, and at one point it called four straight running plays, which I don't know that we've ever seen, uh, especially in the third quarter. But you just – you felt like Purdue really could have stepped on the gas there at some point and, and almost put the game away. And go back to the Jim Coletto era, probably, Kyle, to find four consecutive running plays called at West Lafayette. <laughs> yeah, I mean, point, points left, you know, off the board. First drive of the game, uh, Purdue gets to the 11-yard line, I think it was, fourth and three. They skew the 28-yard field goal. They go for it and come up a yard short. So that's, 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 that's three points right there, correct? Mitchell Fenner misses another field goal. Very makeable field goal, Kyle, from 41 yards. Uh, there was a good hold, good snap, dismissed it. There's six points. Yeah. Uh, we have a PAT blocked. Somebody missed a block. There's another point. And Purdue goes for two yeah. later in the game. Doesn't make it. Kyle, that, 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 that's your game right there, too. I mean, we could spend all day playing this game. Uh, finally, yeah. close to the razor's edge. The razor's edge is winning and losing here, and there's plenty of razor edges for us to dance on. And if they'd have flipped the other way, we know Purdue would have won. So it's just excruciating. Just to think about how they let that one, how they let Syracuse wiggle off the hook. So hats off to Syracuse. They made the plays, right? Hats off to Garrett Schrader. He did not turn it over, Kyle. He did not turn it over. Give him credit for all of his fall, fall faults. But still, tough for Purdue. Again, um, like I guess I said after the game, you know, there's still plenty of runway left in the year. I guess that's the positive for Purdue. You're one and two. You're just only one in the Big Ten. You got eight Big Ten games left after this weekend. So, again, the point I'm trying to make is there's no season, reason to jump off your roof. Uh, Purdue's still going to have a very special season. But, again, we all know what this stuff you get buttoned up here if they want to reach, really reach their goals. Purdue's got some injuries. Injuries are particularly bad, Tom, as you know, when they are mounting. And in this case, uh, they are mounting for Purdue. Brock Thompson uh, did not play. Man, you know that he is he's just beat up when he, he does not play. Of course, Jalen Graham still out. Uh, you know, a number of others. Obviously, Mo Amadeo did not play. Um, King Doru was not out there. When does Purdue start getting some guys back? When do they unmount? When do the injuries unmount? <laughs> I would be shocked if some of those key guys aren't seen this weekend. I guess if you're Purdue, you like to think maybe you can beat Florida Atlantic, give those guys another week to, to mend, if you will, get ready for the October 1st trip to Minnesota. Uh, Jalen Graham being one of those guys. I, I doubt if we see him. I think the timetable always was for him to come back October 1st. I get the sense King Daru with the calf injury, Kyle. It may be a, an injury that bleeds into this week as well, so I wouldn't be shocked if he does not play for a second game in a row. Brock Thompson the same way. Of course, he dinged his knee against Penn State, only played six snaps the next weekend. 
Uh, we all know about his off-season surgeries. It's been a long, long haul, long way back. And uh, if you can, just give him another week. And I think you got enough receivers to get by as well. A couple other guys who haven't really been much of a factor this year. I'm not sure if we'll see Elijah Canyon and, and Abdul Rahman you've seen in particular. But, but yeah, you know, this is football. You know, you've been, you've been watching and covering it for a long time, Kyle. It happens to every team, and, and you got to be able to fight through it. But Purdue certainly has some key guys that have been out. And, again, I wouldn't be shocked if some of those key guys uh, are, are rested and allowed to recuperate for, for one more week possibly. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk uh, more Purdue, sort of look ahead to FAU, maybe talk some Big Ten West, if we can stand to talk about the Big Ten West, uh, which is not very good. (laughs) It doesn't appear. All right, we'll do that uh, and more coming up next on Gold and Black Radio. On the far end of Main Street in downtown Lafayette, you'll find East End Grill, Industrial Classic. The restaurant is built like a steakhouse, but handles like a bistro. East End Grill's menu includes creative starters, simple chopped salads, burgers, fresh fish, and steaks, and the signature shrimp and grits. The staff prepares every item from scratch and emphasizes simple meals that incorporate fresh, local, and seasonal ingredients. A warm and inviting dining room features a cozy bar that includes a great selection of craft beer, inspired cocktails, and a robust and expanding wine list. Whatever your entertainment needs are, a cocktail at the bar, dinner with family, or a special event in the private dining room, the energized and attentive staff is here for you. Easton Grill in downtown Lafayette, welcome to our table. At Purdue Federal Credit Union, it's about a relationship. A relationship that goes where you go, wherever you are in life. A relationship that's committed to free financial wellness resources, lower fees, and innovative digital banking solutions. Because we believe in people helping people. Let's build your financial future together. Purdue Federal Credit Union, your trusted financial partner for life. Federally insured by NCUA. NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. Why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game all season long. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code Gold and Black to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code Gold and Black only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Want to eat like Aiden O'Connell? Try Aiden's Air Raid at AZIP all September long. Barbecue pork peppers and Grippo's potato chips are some of his favorite toppings. Available in Lafayette, Indianapolis, and Evansville at AZ Pizza. Check it out at azpizza.com, A-Z-Z-I-P-P-I-Z-Z-A.com. Experience unparalleled comfort, service, and cuisine at the Whitaker Inn. This Midwestern oasis is perfect for a relaxing staycation or weekend getaway. Escape from the ordinary at the Whitaker Inn. When it comes to land sales, it pays to have experts in your corner. AcrePro Midwest Farm Group is your local farmland specialist. With decades of experience in Indiana agriculture, no one knows the market better. 
whether you're doing a 1031 exchange or simply buying and selling farmland, your local AcrePro agent will walk the land with you and ensure the deal is done right. Visit AcrePro.com or call 765-587-3185 to talk to your local land expert today. Again, that's 765-587-3185. Welcome to Golden Black Radio as we take a look at this week in Purdue Athletics. Purdue and FAU will play on Saturday night in Rossade. Early Purdue is an 18-point favorite. Looks like a favorable matchup for the Boilermakers to be able to get back to uh, 500. Uh, you know, Tom, a lot of a lot of Purdue's goals are still out there. I mean, certainly you don't want to be one and two because you look at Penn State, the Nittany Lions appear to be a pretty good football team. Frankly, I'm not sure that Syracuse is all that good, so probably a, a, a bad loss that's lessened a little bit by the fact that you were on the road. But Purdue still has a lot there. I mean, it looks like a wide-open Big Ten West. Purdue's just got to make a, a few improvements, and it might be right there in the mix. Yeah, you're right. That Big Ten West has been X-rated so far, right? I mean, uh, we all know Nebraska circled the drain. And it's halfway down the drain. It's not even October yet. Northwestern, Kyle, I'm at a loss for words, buddy. Uh, losing at home to Southern Illinois, mighty Southern Illinois. Illinois Southern Illinois was 0-2. <laughs> you go to Saluki's Walt Frazier. So, yeah, Illinois is a work in progress. Uh, not sure what to expect there. They played Thursday night against Chattanooga. They lost in Indiana already. Iowa's problems offensively are well documented, but a great, great defense with special teams. And there's Wisconsin, too, Kyle. Already lost at home to Washington State. Minnesota's 3-0 and against three cream puffs. How good are the uh, the Gophers? I don't know, they get to play Michigan State this weekend, so we'll find out more there. So I guess what I'm trying to say, like you said, Kyle, very much it looks like to be a wide-open division for the taking by maybe upwards of four or five teams. If somebody gets everything figured out, right? So once we turn the calendar to October, we'll get deep into conference play here and get a real good read on, on this division. And, of course, the Boilermakers, too, who begin this that next month at Minnesota, then at Maryland, my friend, before coming home to play Nebraska and then finishing the month at Wisconsin. So, again, you can see how big October is for Purdue. You didn't mention Nebraska in your assessment of the Big Ten West. I, I, you know things are bad at a program when your interim head coach is firing coordinators. Ooh, <laughs> that's a sure sign, right? Now, I said Nebraska's already circling the drain, if not halfway down the drain there. Oh, that's my, right, yeah. my deep analysis. But, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. I, I mean, again, it's just stunning to see the, the descent of that program the last 20 years. <laughs> Once, when, every time you think it can't go any lower, Kyle, it goes lower in Lincoln. So it's just incredible, right? Northwestern struggles are very much a stunner, too. Of course, Duke blew them out the week before they lost to Southern Illinois. I know Duke's pretty good, but still. And you got blown off its own field by the Blue Devils. Yeah, so, again, it's going to be a fun division. Somebody's got to win it, right? Somebody's got to win it. Why not Purdue? So we've talked about some of the problems they've got to sort sort through here. We know those. Uh, we talked about those. And, you know, you want to get back in the win column, get some confidence before you have to go up to Minnesota. Here comes FAU. they got a good quarterback, a kid who began his career at Miami, 
transferred to FAU. He's athletic. He can throw it. They've got a good running back, too. Willie Taggart's the head coach, who, like Jeff Brom, at one time was a head coach at Western Kentucky. Willie, of course, has coached Florida State. He's coached Oregon. Uh, so, again, he's a, he's, he's a seasoned coach. So, not going to be a total layout. I mean, Purdue should win, but FAU's got some good athletes, and they can throw the football. But the Big Ten West, has it been around for, what, a decade? Is that when the Big Ten went to the, the East and West after the, the ill-fated leaders and legends or whatever, however long it's been? This is by <laughs> far the worst the division has been, right? I mean, there's like yeah. no one that you point to as being – I mean, maybe – it's just hard to tell with Minnesota. Perhaps Minnesota is okay. You know, Wisconsin yeah, just we'll sort of see. comes and goes with Graham Mertz, who you would expect to be better than he is, and he just is just really inconsistent. Iowa has its has its problems. You sort of went down the list, but there's at least generally there's been a team that you can point at, and it just doesn't feel like there's that team. No, there's not. I mean, Purdue's easily got the best quarterback in the division. I mean, Tanner Morgan. Yeah, he's nice up in Minnesota. I still think Aiden O'Connell will be the first the first quarterback pick in the draft, a Big Ten West quarterback. So that's always a nice feather to have in your cap if you're a team trying to win any division. And maybe, maybe this one and two star Kyle turns into some type of a circle the wagons motivation mentality for Purdue. Uh, you got to try to find a positive spin out of this. Uh, you, you've, you've definitely fallen out of the spotlight. You got your detractors. Everybody's poking fun at you. Now you can just huddle up, focus on yourself, get better, and start trying to pile up some wins. So sometimes starting three and zero by playing three three cream puffs may, may make everybody feel good and shake their pom poms. Again, perfect examples are IU and Minnesota. But that's a false reality. Unfortunately for Purdue, yeah. they've had a faceful reality out in the first three weeks. Uh, gotten punched in the gut, gotten punched in the face. But you know what, Kyle? Uh, sometimes that does, like I said, steal your resolve, make you look at yourself, makes you look at your flaws. Helps you get things corrected sooner than you would if you, again, opened up with three cream puffs. So, again, there, there's a positive spin for you, okay? Purdue won't do anything. I mean, other than maybe cleaning up its its own act a little bit. I wouldn't suspect that Purdue makes a whole lot of changes going into Saturday, right? I mean, it's not going to change a bunch of personnel or anything like that. It just needs to clean up what it's doing. Yeah, I, I don't see any glaring personnel things that need to be altered or changed. Um, maybe in October they'll get the, the T. Denson kid transfer from Kansas State, a cornerback, who will give them another able body to help cover. Uh, but, again, that could be another couple weeks or so. But otherwise, I think – you play with what you've got. I don't like. I said I don't see any big personnel deficiencies or holes at this point, and uh, you just got to clean up the things we talked about: the finishing, playing with some discipline, you know, not having penalties, and and trying to be more advantageous when taking advantage of some of your scoring opportunities early on in games. Yeah. All right, Tom. Thank you. Have a disciplined uh, week this week. <laughs> you have a penalty-free week, buddy. <laughs> I'm always sportsmanlike. All right, thanks, Tom. Bye-bye. All right, that'll do it for the podcast for this week. If you do like the podcast, be sure to rate us five stars. Leave us a comment as well. Subscribe, however it is that you listen to your podcast. Thanks to our sponsors as well. Of course, we'll have the pregame podcast that will drop mid-morning on Friday as Purdue gets set to welcome in FAU for homecoming. And check out more at goldandblack.com. For Tom Deanhart, I'm Kyle Chargers. Thanks for listening. This is Golden Black Radio.